Welcome everyone to this episode of Palmetto Guardian. Today we will be talking about deployments. Welcome everyone, I'm Specialist Chelsea Baker. And I'm Specialist David Erskine. So today's topic is very near and dear to my heart and we're gonna be talking about deployments. Okay. So we've had, I think this year we've heard everybody, leadership, the general stress about how over the last several years that this year is a big year for us in the Guard as far as the amount of soldiers and airmen that are going to be deploying. And I feel like there are some stigmas, some issues, some concerns when it comes to deployments because we have a lot of newer soldiers and um they may be newly married or have kids or have big families and stuff like that. So I think it's a good topic to touch on, especially since in the next several months we're going to have so many soldiers and airmen going overseas. So. Yeah, both of my uh, both of my sons are deployed. Really? Yeah. Well, I know that Cody is currently yeah deploying. Cody Cody's, Cody's currently in the process of doing as such. Um, he has a a year and a few month old youngin. My wife probably be mad because I didn't give like the exact months or whatever. <laughs> Cody said we were just saying a year and everybody could just assume from there. Um, so year old, she's born in May. Um, and uh, of course, he's only been married for a short time also along with yeah. that. So, uh, you know, he's he's going through that part of it. And then my other youngin, he, he deployed a year or so ago. Okay. He went to... Germany or whatever with the ADA group that oh. went out there. So, yeah, I didn't know about that. yeah, look at that. I know, learn something new every single podcast. Every single something new, something new. <laughs> popping off with all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know if I've said this before, but I don't come from a military family. Both of my grandfathers served, but they only did a four-year term. So when I joined, it was kind of like a new area, and I feel like. Well, not feel, but I know that it was a huge transition and learning curve for my family because, one, I'm female. Two, I'm the only sister of three brothers. And so I feel like they just didn't know what to expect and didn't know how to deal with it. And for me, when I had to tell my family that I was deploying, that was like the hardest moment of my life. And I can still vividly picture everybody in the room and like I, I could probably start crying if I kept talking about really that. let's yeah. let's keep no, going you're not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's it's a it's a big turning point because like I didn't I kind of volunteered in a way but I didn't um like joining the guard there's lots of people that think that they're not going to deploy because years before it wasn't as common as it is now and so there's several people that I know who have been in 15, 20 plus years, never deployed, never been activated for state active duty. And here I am sitting at eight years and I've deployed and I've been activated for the last three, four years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's starting to change. And coming from a family that doesn't have people in the military, it's harder for them to understand why you can't do certain things, why you can't be home for certain things, why you miss out on things, and 
how they can't always be given all the information that they want to know. Oh, yeah. And all the fun OPSEC stuff. And no, you can't post this on Facebook. Huh. And no, you can't tag me in that. And so it was definitely a learning curve. But I feel like now that I've done it, that it's made us stronger. And also they have a better understanding of the military. Because before I was just a traditional NBA soldier. But now I transitioned from that to a deployment and then coming home and now being full time. So it's just constantly a new learning curve. And I think that talking about it and having a better understanding of it will help people who either haven't deployed or have are younger, have new families and children. And that way they know that they're not in the dark. They're not the only ones. If you need help, there are, pe- there are people and resources out there to help you. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good point to bring up is that there are people to help you. I mean, that's that's kind of the bottom line of it or whatever as, as far as the guard goes is that all these uh, extra services and stuff like that are in place for you know that very reason is to help you and your family uh, in situations like that, and, and and we have a lot of them. And there's a lot of stressors and, and things like that that can go into deployment. Um, and some things that you wouldn't even remotely think about mm-hmm. uh, being issues can become issues, um, you know, during those those time frames. And then, you know, there's a whole, pre- whole, whole run of scenarios where, you know, it could be the mom deploying mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, um, uh, non-military, you know, dad or husband or whatever back home or on the other side, it could be the husband and the, the wife, you know, civilian, or it could be that, you know, both or, you know, uh, you could be same branch, different branch. I mean, and there's, there's a whole, the whole, whole mixing pot of, of what can, what can concur or occur. I said concur, um, <laughs> wrong choice of words, occur, um, during something like this. Yeah. Time has changed. Um, there, we have a lot now dual military. We have a lot of females who are in and maybe their male spouse is not and vice versa. It used to always be male and with a, like a female having a male soldier or airman. Yeah. Now it's both way. It's just as much both ways as well as dual. And I think, um, having a better understanding and all that fun stuff that it'll make it easier. But for you and your experience, how do you feel it was different for you since you've been in and you've gone to trainings and you've had to be away from home? How do you think that that was different for your family with both of your sons um, going through a deployment? Um, I think a lot of it kind of boils down to the resiliency of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's outstanding. Um, especially in that aspect, she's a nurse. Um, and so she's, she's a little hard nosed in general anyway, you matter. Um, (laughs) but, um, you know, she, she's always been understanding and she did come from a military family. Mm -hmm. Um, her father and, and both her uncles served, um, um, around Vietnam era and stuff like that. So, you know, she, she was completely understanding. Um, obviously she's a little bit more antsy when one of her children are going yeah. somewhere which is understandable um and, and we run it we, we ran into some unique situations especially when you're talking about like home uh 
home type stuff, disc commissions and natural disasters, is my wife would get called up to be into the hospital just as I would. So, you know, that was uh, not a deployment, but, you know, both of us were out of the household at yeah. the same time with a youngin at home or youngins, depending on the time frame. Um, so, yeah, but I, honestly, I mean, my wife's so good at towing the line. I mean, she really is. Uh, she was a, a single mom before I came around and stuff like that. Um, not, she'd been married before. It wasn't like she was just single mom, like she came <laughs> into this world, poof, single mom. Um, but, uh, I mean, she, she doesn't, this sounds bad, but she don't need me. Yeah. You know? She's very independent. She's got it. She, yeah. she did it before I was around. She can handle it if I wasn't around, mm-hmm. and, which is great, which is great. Makes things easier for me and like i said and of course my my mom dad and all them were very military my my cousin's air force dad army grandfather was army air corps mom's dad was army you know so i'm saying like so we've we've grown up around it i guess so from that aspect i mean it was you know mom panicked when i went in the military in general all moms did you know (laughs) that whole nine yards um type thing and uh but you know she knows you know when i call her and say hey i need you to grab little we're going to do this this or this or whatever she's like yeah i got it no problem so um but you know we do have the opportunity uh with our speakers today where we had uh a dual status um um dual military household and um and in this particular instance the the wife is headed out the door on on this this upcoming stuff yeah i'm excited to have them on the podcast today because they have lots of experience and a lot of really good advice for those who might be new to this or for even people who have done this several times and might not have thought of these different things but i'm very excited that they're here today to talk to us about their Uh, background and what they've been through and to give us some advice. So today we are talking about deployments and what families go through to get through those deployments. And today we are lucky enough to have one of our dual couples in the military, um, Lieutenant Colonel Cindy King, former public affairs director, as well as her husband, Lieutenant Colonel retired David King, former state partnership program director. So thank you guys for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So you guys have a very unique story. You've um, been together for quite a while, and you've gone through several different deployments and different stages of those deployments. Could you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Been married 28 years, and I met on active duty. David just come home from Operation Just Cause, and um, we started dating. And three months later, he proposed. Around that time, we were at Fort Polk, and they were looking at us, our unit deploying to um, the Gulf for um, the Persian Gulf War. And remember, we were planning our wedding. Mm -hmm. I was picking out pink, and we were painting our vehicles tan. (laughs) So (laughs) we were wondering what was going to happen, but we had a backup plan, and we were going to go to Justice of the Peace, but um, we we didn't get deployed. Um, Our unit got called back. So shortly after that, um, stayed on active duty, and he was in Special Forces. So how long were you gone? A lot. I was doing quite a bit, six month, a couple six month deployments, but mostly short. It was in the '90s, so they didn't have like Skype and internet. Mm-hmm. I would get letters, and um, I was lucky because we were both in the military. I could talk on Audubon. They called it now; it's DSN, 
And I'd get a call every now and then. I was lucky, and a lot of spouses didn't. And whenever they'd come home, we didn't have yellow ribbon, we didn't have those homecomings. Literally, the wives would stand, or the, back then it was mostly wives, um, not that many male um, spouses. So it was kind of nice to have a male spouse now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, literally, we'd be standing on the sidewalk. We didn't even get into the buildings and uh, waiting for the bus to pull up. And then we'd all be wondering which one is my spouse because they'd look different. We hadn't seen them in six months. They'd have mustaches and be thinner and tan. Um, he was down in South America a lot. And then we'd find our spouse and go home. And no, no such thing as decompression. You just, you worked it out. Mm -hmm. You figured it out, so remember that. <laughs> so so y'all have been through the whole gambit. Y'all obviously started out where y'all were single in the military, married in the military, kids in the military, now grown kids in the military. Mm -hmm. So y'all have ran. So how is how has that dynamic changed deployments and stuff in y'all's household for you? You got it. <laughs> well, having... Uh, you know, we're in the military um, together. It's, it's your job, and it's just it's not as big a deal. You both understand the military. Uh, it's not like you have a civilian spouse that doesn't understand the military systems, doesn't know who to talk to. Um, so when we deployed the last time, again, we were both in the National Guard, but you know, we went. I went from a civilian job to being full-time military, and. Uh, it was, you know, my civilian employer, it was Vive Healthcare, and they did a very good job of supporting me. You know, they paid me the difference in my pay. They took care of the benefits for my family. So it was a, it was a good situation as far as they were concerned, but still it was, it was an adjustment for the family. But really the most, the biggest difference is I could Skype every night. Mm -hmm. So I could see the kids, I could talk to them, I could talk to Cindy. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was very different than the you know early deployments where you had to write letters. Mm -hmm. I still have the letters. Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so technology then has had a huge effect on on deployments and how families. Absolutely. And, yeah. I mean, you can still do your banking, you know, all that stuff that you couldn't do before. You know, now with uh, with the internet, you can still do a lot of that stuff. So you're much less separated from your life, which is uh, you know good and bad. Right. Now, especially with y'all being dual military, you know, a lot of times if you have a civilian spouse, um, they might be the ones that take care of the bills all the time. So having the other person deploys, no real big change to that. You know, they, they're already in the routine of paying the mortgage and stuff like that. But with y'all, you know, you might be gone this year and, you know, before two years from then you could have been gone. So, you know, working that dynamic, you know, just the logistics of the household outside of, anything having to deal with that what what have y'all seen over the years as far as that goes especially like you said with the national guard not only are you changing potentially your job status from you know throwing hay at the farm to you know putting bullets down range the, you know the next month but then you have all the other stuff the bills and all that how how have y'all communication is always key you got to communicate mm -hmm. and even our right now um we've been working got our will got power of attorney um, you know, discuss the finances. Uh, we have already have a, a modified plan in place for one nice thing about deployment. Generally, your income will go up. And we already talked about how important it is to don't expect that income to stay because you are going to come home. Mm -hmm. um, have a plan to maybe invest it. Um, how do you want to save? Because even when you get back, uh, you don't know what your job situation may be. So I think communication and sharing everything. Um, we share passwords. We both have access to our accounts. And uh, just understanding, you know, while the one's away, 
understanding that that money is not always going to be there because you know most of the time deployment is tax-free pay, mm -hmm. which is a big benefit. But we tend to we tend to both have access to everything and kind of go back and forth, so it's not like you know one of us is doing everything mm -hmm. at home. You know we, and maybe it's just a function of being deployed so much and just having to go back and forth. But between that and then being able to do it while you're deployed, yeah. Um, you know, when I was down in Columbia, I could still do all the banking that I wanted to do mm -hmm. and investments and anything like that, just because of the internet. I'd get phone calls sometimes. <clears throat> What's his five hundred dollars charge? <laughs> <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> I'd be like, oh, we saw that. Yeah. <laughs> now you mentioned Columbia, and obviously we're talking South America, not South Carolina. Um, now those weren't necessarily hard deployments, as being the the director for the the state partnership program service but that still took you away sometimes prolonged periods and while that's not an official deployment sometimes those can be more disruptive than you know a planned you know prolonged how 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 did that affect i guess y'all situation home how how were y'all able to deal with that that type of stuff well i was gone normally i was gone one week every month every other month and then uh there's a couple times where I was gone for a month with that job, and uh, it's disruptive. But you know, I've always traveled a little bit for work, even as a civilian. And so, you know, if you're in, you know, Atlanta, or if you're in Bogota, you know, it's not that much different with the connectivity and everything. And you can get back from there in four and a half hours on a plane. I could be back in Atlanta. So um, that wasn't that. That was much less. Um, it was easier to deal with, um, but it was still disruptive because I really didn't have a lot of control of the dates. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if it's an anniversary or a birthday or whatever, it kind of stuck. After 28 years, how many have we had together anniversaries? Maybe five? <laughs> yeah, maybe. yeah, I think you learn that it's really not about those dates. Mm -hmm. It's about when you are together and you, you make that time to enjoy. I don't think we get so date fixed, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, we have to celebrate that day. Um, over the years, we've learned that, you know, well, let's enjoy when we can be together, make the most of it. Um, and so we miss an at that, that date next week. Hey, we're both around, like we're both home, let's celebrate. We enjoy that time we have together. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's easier for us, not for the kids, it's a little yeah. bit, a little bit more problematic because, again, they're, you know, they're living in a civilian environment. They're not living with other military people, and so they don't see everybody's parents going away and mm -hmm. coming back and have the same stresses. So especially when we first deployed, mm -hmm. both of the, what, Robert was in middle school? Yeah, our daughter was in a third grade when you first There's deployed, some, yeah. second, third grade, and our son was fifth, sixth grade. And that was hard. That mm -hmm. was hard on yeah. them. That was rough. Um, I made a habit of not watching the news. I usually love watching the news because if they see one thing on the news that was what, you know, dad's there, they knew enough mm -hmm. to put right. that together. So I didn't watch the news, I didn't talk about anything bad. Uh, we just looked forward, we put packages in the mail mm -hmm. to them. That was special, they felt connected if we were buying things for dad. Um, I let their teachers know that was important, that dad was deployed if they saw anything in the classroom or if they felt that you know, his behavior changed or her. Let me know, dad's, dad's out of town for a year, deployed, so they might be feeling stress. That was important. And then they had right when I when I came back, Cindy deployed about four months later mm -hmm. for six months. So it was uh, things just started getting back to normal, and then mm -hmm. they got uh, they got torn apart again. But at that point, they were pretty 
they're pretty uh, they're used to it and they're you know it's made them it's made them pretty resilient pretty independent mm -hmm. yeah which is uh, which is not all bad it really did I think it most impacted our daughter too just she knows you know you wake up on time you do, our son too if he missed mm -hmm. the bus you, you know we have a plan <laughs> right it really did there, there were a lot of positives because they both were very independent and pretty strong yeah. I would say that there was the good things too that happened Mm -hmm. So, have you noticed any change? Because obviously, like you said, you deployed when they were younger, and obviously you've deployed since they've been older. Have you noticed any change? Obviously, they, they've learned how to, to handle themselves with it, but from y'all's perspective, you know, it, does it, I won't say it gets any easier, because it never gets any easier to leave your kids behind, but there's a different, I guess, thought process between leaving a three-year-old home mm -hmm. and leaving a 17-year-old home mm -hmm. and for some people who are maybe just kind of first going through this how how does that dynamic change for y'all as they get older well, what we did for our daughter we got the little daddy doll uh, for one of him that she had and even took it to the daddy daughter dance because he was gone and then one of me as well and I think when they're little they need to touch you know mm -hmm. that helped a lot when they're little I don't think we'll do that now our son is 20 and our daughter's going to be 17 um, our son's an ROTC at the Citadel, so I think he understands, you know, I think he thinks it's part of what you do is why mm -hmm. he decided to join the military. Um, our he daughter, thinks it's pretty cool, actually, that yeah. mom's deploying. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> okay. does. He told me that, yeah. <laughs> That's um, good. And our daughter, um, she and I have already talked. I think she's going to miss me more, but, you know, teenagers now, we'll even text now. Um, that, that, that connection is through texting. Right. So we already talked about going on WhatsApp because that's encrypted. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that's a good app to use when you're deployed or you, know, you don't want people mm -hmm. potential yeah. hacking. Yeah. So we've already talked about that. So I, it's going to be hard. I mean, it always is, but um, I keep telling you, you're going to be able to reach me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's always a key point, I guess, is, mm -hmm. is being able to reach back in touch for, for both sides of things. Mm -hmm. it makes time go a little bit yeah, easier. Even when he was in Columbia, um, he would go through WhatsApp and text me and I'd get photos and, um, and he'd call when he could if he had Wi-Fi. So it was, that's so important. He would try to keep in touch if he can. Mm -hmm. okay. And let them know if you won't be able to as well. I mean, there were times where he'd tell me ahead of time, I'm not gonna be able to be reached for the next week. You know, they were going to an area that um, there was no internet, you know, pretty remote areas of Columbia. Mm -hmm. So I knew that helped too. That way, if I couldn't reach him, I knew why. Did you say I can't? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But also, I think I think something that we've done is try to try to isolate. So I know Cindy worked really hard to you know not have me have any problems, any home problems to deal with, and I try to do the same for her. And then you know when you're when you're over there, you don't want to talk about all the stuff that's going on over there because uh, it just you know families don't need to worry about that stuff. So you just kind of talk about the good stuff and, uh, you know, keep the contact without going down into the weeds and, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's a big difference. You need to make sure you have that support here so you don't have to upset them when they're deployed. Um, I was lucky I had support here, you know, with work and friends. And you, you had the same. You had your friends. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I really did. I tried not to, you know, if the dishwasher broke, and it always does. Every, everyone needs mm -hmm. to know that. <laughs> something always happens. The minute they leave, yeah. something's going to break. Yeah. Um, so I have that plan in place. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the deployed person's fault, but you can't tell Yeah. Them. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, but no, just it's, it's going to happen, but just know that uh, have other avenues to approach rather than taking it out on them like you do when they're home. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you're retired, sir, how is it? 
with you being a civilian spouse and her now deploying up in the next several months, like uh, how has that dynamic changed? (laughs) (laughs) The the military, the military is tough because things are so fluid Mm -hmm. and you know, you'll have a deployment and then they'll get off ramped or things change. You can't get orders. You can't get orders. The orders aren't right. Think there's problems. So it's, it's kind of frustrating as a, as a civilian, even though I know the systems, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been on the phone the past couple of days talking to insurance companies and we're trying to get our daughter's wisdom teeth pulled out and, you know, you have to have the orders and then you get on there and um, um, it's, a, it's a work in progress. So that, that part is, can be very frustrating. And uh, again, before we were on the civilian coverage, um, you know, whether it was hers or mine, but now that uh, we're dependent on the military coverage, it's a little more complicated and a little more, uh, a little harder to figure out. Mm-hmm. Yes, with the TRICARE, there's different options. Um, you know, with the TRICARE, TRICARE Select, um, and making sure your, your dependents, I mean, now he's my dependent. That yeah. was new. Um, we had to get that fixed in deers and then found out our son somehow had dropped off. So it's important that you keep checking your deers, you know, meet with your personnel. Um, officer and, and get those things taken care of. You have to check your paperwork, make sure deers, check Mill Connect, make sure that's accurate, um, and then you have to make phone calls. I know he's been well, doing and that's, that that's the big thing is you have to know who to call. Because mm-hmm. when I was working in the jock, we had people call up and you know their child had an accident or something, they're in the hospital and they weren't entered in deers or something was messed up, and so you needed to be able to call somebody that could fix that so you could get health care for your family. Now, obviously, y'all have a lifetime worth of knowledge between the two of y'all over deployments and stuff and kind of done it multiple ways, like we said before. But for young soldiers, uh, my stepson, for example, he'll be headed out on his first deployment this year. He's been married just a shade over a year, Um, one-year-old, you know, granddaughter. What type of advice uh, do you give the younger soldiers to kind of they're not going, nobody's ever going to get everything right, you know, first time through, but, you know, what's, what's some good things that they can be looking at to do or for soldiers out there that are looking to possibly deploy in the future that they can kind of do with their family to, it's never easy, like I say, but at least make it go a little bit better than it could. I think the biggest thing is just to, you know, to be a team and not have one person that does everything. Yeah. You know, one person does all the finances or, you know, you have to be a team and at least understand what the other person is doing so that when they leave, you can kind of pick up the slack and understand how the family budget works, um, you know, have all the points of contact, the medical stuff, the insurance stuff, so that uh, it's not as big a learning curve. Yeah, that's you know, Once that person deploys, because it's, you realize, you know, really quick, uh, once you're gone, that uh, there's things you forgot. That's just life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because we've been on both sides, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I watched him deploy, and I was home, and, you know, vice versa. Both sides have challenges. They really do. No mm-hmm. side is better, no side's worse. They both have challenges. And I think that's right, being a team. I, you know, I think when I look back at it, I think when I was home, it was actually more emotionally challenging than being deployed because I knew my mission. I knew what I was supposed to do. I focused on that. Everything was provided for me, meals, laundry, place to sleep. I just focused on my mission. Um, where when I was home, you know, there was the, the kids' fears, the bills, the, the dog. I think, you know, we had dog get sick. Uh, my parents were older. 
um, you know, those stresses and, and I think the only thing that helped me was really having that support, knowing who to call, knowing who to go to, and, and Dave really did set me up to know where are the passwords, here's the finances, here's who you need to call, here's my unit, unit phone number if anything happens. Um, I had everything I would have needed, but you still can't predict everything. You just almost have to put it in your calendar. This date, it's going to break. This date, this it is, yeah. and it's a learning curve. But I think that's yeah. one of the advantages of the National Guard, is that it's not like you know a young soldier who enlists and winds up across the country with his young family. Mm -hmm. You know, here most of our soldiers are um, they, they're from the area or they've lived in the area for a while. They have civilian friends. They may have family. So it's a little more, in that aspect, it may be a little easier mm -hmm. um, for the National Guard than it is for, uh, for the active duty. Yeah, because there's civilian employers, there are churches. Mm -hmm. um, even the schools helped me. You know, they did a nice military day and recognized all the kids who had parents deployed. Mm -hmm. uh, they even did that at our church. So that helps. That, that's really true with the National Guard, you know, being in your community. You get that community support element. Mm -hmm. Now, you uh, mentioned earlier about um, how back in the day when you guys were going through all this, you didn't have the resources and the programs to help you with coming home and having yellow ribbons and all that. Have you noticed a difference now that those programs are in place? I think with, so. Yeah. With being a help and an asset and all that? The, the thing is that, you know, the family support group really started in special forces. Okay. And uh, so that was something that you just did. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you took care of your own. And so when somebody was gone, if you know, their, their yard needed to be cut, the sergeant major would send somebody over to cut their yard. Mm -hmm. You know, it was very informal, but uh, it was just done out of, um, you know, it was a tight unit, mm -hmm. and uh, people just yeah other. people just took care of each other. Mm -hmm. So tr as that's expanded to the rest of the Army, um, it's lost a little of the, the intimacy or the, you know, the personal relationship, but still at least you have a structure mm -hmm. now that you can call and you have advocates that are looking out for you mm -hmm. that you can contact. So I think in that aspect, it's a lot better. Um, and again, now that's the downside for the guard because, you know, your family, you know, they're you used to dealing with the military one weekend a month mm -hmm. and two weeks in the summer, and now all of a sudden, you know, they're a full-time, uh, you know, military family with a deployed soldier, mm -hmm. and uh, you know that can be that can be tough. So. Um. Kind of touched on a little bit about coming back, but uh, you hear it a lot uh, from soldiers and family is the, the reintegration of the deployed soldier back into the household, because for all intents and purposes, the spouse has been a solo mm -hmm. spouse, or in, in, in some cases, a you know, solo parent. And so they've been mom and dad for whatever duration, you know, they've fed the dogs every morning, they've had mm -hmm. their routine, mm -hmm. and the deployed soldiers had their routine, yeah. and all of a sudden, it's like a perfect storm collides. You got a, yeah. a heat wave and a cold front coming together, and there's a little thunder and lightning going on. I would love to answer this one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and it's true. You know how there's a way, because the kids were little, there's a way mommy does things, there's a way daddy does things. And I think as mommy, sometimes we think this is my home, I've got this. And I learned, he did a great job. He did an absolute great job. But it was different than mommy would have done. And the kids said that. They said, oh, mom, the house was... 
You know, <laughs> it, it was the way it would run. You know, everything that you, all the tools were right where you need them. You, <laughs> where mommy does things differently but it you know no ways that's the thing I think you have to realize you have to let go mm -hmm. and realize your way is not the right way you may think it is yeah. but it's not the fact is the kids were happy the kids were healthy the home was fine so it was a success <laughs> and I think that, that for me you also have to you know the biggest the biggest thing is life in life is that you know you have to you have to be happy you know, people don't make you happy. You know, you make yourself happy, and then you share that with people. And so, you know, when I'd come home, especially from something that was really stressful, sometimes I'd just have to leave. Yeah. So maybe I'd go up and fish in the mountains mm -hmm. for a week, but that would allow me to decompress, mm -hmm. and I'd come back a much happier person. Yeah. Or if I was trying to do that with the kids and yeah. with Cindy and everything, it just, you know, it's just hard. You need to take that time. Yeah to get yourself right, and then you can come back and, uh, and, I learned and work with your family. And I learned that. And as a new spouse, of course, you know, it's always hard. You're like, well, I want you. I want <laughs> you. I did that. You know, I, I was, you know, complaining. And then I realized, you know, 28 years, I realized it's true. Um, when you were able to get away and just have his time to decompress and fly fishing and things like that, it's true. He came back, and then we could integrate better and, and really, you know, get back on track. It helped a lot. It really did. And it still does, you know, because we have jobs, and, and I can be stressed. <laughs> so, um, I see the fly fishing gear come out. <laughs> so, Time for a trip. <laughs> so do you think, since you guys have been together for so long and you've gone through all these different phases, do you think that that's made you stronger as a couple being dual military? Because, I mean, today we have lots of dual military and more um, male spouses than female. And I think that, um, they, like, everything is just changing. So how is that – do you think that that's been beneficial for you? Because sometimes that tears – it could build you or it could break you kind of in a way. Mm -hmm. And to be together for 28 years and both being in the service and deploying and how, like – has, do you think that that's um, been beneficial for you guys, knowing the system and that having an understanding of it? Yeah, I think not just the military, but life. I mean, mm -hmm. we've had other curveballs thrown at us, you know, just part of life. And I think with any relationship is, um, are you in it for the long haul? Mm -hmm. I mean, I still really love him, and I really like him, <laughs> and I respect you. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think that's <laughs> He didn't seem surprised at all that comment. Not even a little bit. All right. There we go. No, you do. You know, you, you figure it out. I mean, we've joked about it. You're going to have good weeks. You're going to have bad weeks. You're going to have good months. You're going to have a bad month. Mm -hmm. But the, the point is you have the same goals, um, and you just work it through. You work it out, and communication is key, and also letting that individual um, have their time and, and space when they need it and respecting that. You just have to be committed to the relationship and, mm -hmm. you know, just realize that, you know, today is today, but it's not the long haul. And you know, one bad day doesn't make a bad year; mm -hmm. it's just a bad day. So you just have to kind of plug through. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's especially during deployment when you're by yourself and you know you're sitting around. It's you know kind of bad, but you realize that you know she's coming back, he's coming back. Get the kids there now, and uh, you just enjoy what you got. Gratitude. To have gratitude for everything you have is important. Mm -hmm. Now, we mentioned it from his perspective as far as being a civilian now. Um, 
but for you, this will be the first time where you've done something military and him not be part of the military before he was in the system. Like you mentioned before, early on in the deployments, the DSN stuff was there. He could call back. But now, I mean, obviously with Skype and stuff, that part of the technology, but how is that going to be different for you this time through with, you know, now that you have a, a civilian spouse? I'm being very honest. It's going to be really, I think, I think it's going to be easier, don't you? Because um, he's already lining up some projects mm -hmm. um, because he was deployed so much when he was the state partnership director down in Columbia a lot. Um, there's a lot of things that just didn't get done at our home. And we've already mapped out some some projects, you know, home improvement ideas, and even being able to get our daughter to appointments mm -hmm. um, and be there for our son with school events. He'll have more flexibility to do that. Um, I think it'll be easier as far as that goes. That's impressive. That's like a year-long honeydew list. <laughs> I don't even know if that's ever been heard of before. <laughs> Matter of fact, this po podcast might not go out on the air now because <laughs> there'll be too many people getting ideas. It's I will definitely not tell my wife that this is going out. Um, but that's good. I mean, that's good that 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 makes it. You know, it just shows that y'all are adapting your situation. Well, especially with you know, especially with a teenage daughter, you want to be available and. Um, you know, be there for her. I mean, it's, it's a tough time for kids, and, you know, she'd be a junior in high school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I want to be able to be there, and I think that not, you know, not working a full-time job, um, it'll make it a lot easier. And then again, I'm a honeydew, so. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I'm a little envious. <laughs> it's kind of nice. I mean, it gets a lot done, but... <laughs> But, I feel um, like you're super okay with this situation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, I guess, kind of heading this towards the end and wrapping it up. If I just, I just want one piece of advice, just one piece of advice from each of you on deployments and family. That one thing. If you if you had a limited amount of words, tell a new soldier, a new airman, one thing about deployments and your family and, and, and working through it, what, what would that statement be to them? I'd say be positive. Keep a positive attitude. Keep a positive attitude with your spouse. Keep an Even while you're deployed, keep a positive attitude about your mission. Uh, focus on the positive. Embrace gratitude um, about your situation. And realize, even when, when I was in Afghanistan, um, even on bad days, try to find the good and, um, and, and embrace that. I think just positive attitude. Definitely that positive attitude and, and be grateful for everything you have. And then I think it's just, you know, to have to have an equal partnership with your spouse where, you know, it's not one of you that runs everything. You talk to each other and advise each other and, and understand um, how your life is because, you, you know, things change. People, you know, things happen to people. And, uh, you know, you want your spouse to be able to take care of him or herself while, uh, while you're gone and if something happens to you. And so, you know, the more you can do to, to train each other on, uh, on how things run and prepare each other for the, for the deployment in the future, I think you're better off that way. 
That's outstanding. Well, I'm glad y'all took time because yeah, obviously y'all are busy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you more, more than so, others. <laughs> more than others. You should get a head start. Um, but yeah, hopefully we, we can get you back in here in the future and we appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. We love your podcasts. Yeah. We really enjoy them. Thank you. Thank yes, you for sharing all this great information on all your other topics too. Good deal. Thank you. Thank you. So that was a lot of very good information from both Lieutenant Colonel King and Lieutenant Colonel King retired. Yep, or Lieutenant Colonel retired King. I always get it mixed up. I'm never going to get it right, so we're just going to go with it. Yeah, so for y'all that don't know, when we introed them, we did that like <laughs> seven or eight times because she put the retired over here and the retired over there and the retired. That's fine. We forgive her. I'm only human. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, but, yeah, a lot of good information. And like we said, leading into it, they've got experience at it. They've done it. Um, but they had to start somewhere Yes, is the key. And they talked about working through and figuring out what worked for their family and, you know, how things go and then having that, you know, foundation there, um, you know, affecting the kids and everything else. And they, and they, they work through it. And that, that's, you know, I think that's a lot of it, a lot of time in, in anything in life especially relationships i mean you don't have to have a deployment to have to work through stuff in a relationship the deployments are just an added thing it's mm -hmm. the determination the resiliency of the household of the family unit that kind of determines how that goes but uh, i think there was a lot of good things in there of you know advice where if you're running into something during during that that you know you could utilize to make it easier to make it flow you know better yeah, and I know, like, a couple episodes we were talking about bad days. Everybody's going to have bad days, and just like they were talking about in relationships, you're going to have your good days, you're going to have your bad days, but you're in it for the long haul. And I think that's what um, Dave was saying is that I knew going in I was in it for the long haul, so I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make it work, and I'm not going to let the bad days affect the good days. So definitely having that foundation communication is key deployments now are a little bit easier than before because it's not just writing letters we can make phone calls we can skype so we can see each other back then they didn't have that so it was a little bit more difficult and you might get a letter maybe every week and then you don't get a letter for a while just because of the tempo of operations but i mean just having the communication and letting them know hey um, I might not be able to talk for a while or we have all this training going on. Time difference is a big thing because when I was deployed, it was always I was coming into work and I had to try to find a time to f call my family because of the time difference and maybe they were going to sleep when I was waking up or I was waking up when they were going to sleep. So it was like, okay, this day I'm going to call you. I'm going to stay up a little bit past my bedtime so that we can talk or vice versa. So you just have to have the communication and um, just being there for each other and also having the um, family there to help you on the back front with um, things going around the household or with the, helping with the kids and stuff like that is always good. So setting up a plan in place as well, I think, will definitely help get through the, those months of being away. I always... Um always like the uh, the the reintegration of the the member coming back and that's a very very hard thing to do you think yeah. 
you know, this person's been gone for a year and they're coming off the plane. It's like, oh, you know, it's awesome. I've missed you. You're finally back or whatever. And then you get them home and you're like, don't touch anything, you know. <laughs> like we do laundry on Tuesdays. We eat pimento cheeses on Wednesdays, you know. And then as they were saying, you know, and, and they have the unique situation. I say unique. It's not as unique as it used to be, like we were saying before. But, you know. When she's gone, we do it dad's way. Yeah. And then when she comes back and he's gone, we do it mom's way. Yeah. Whoo, the youngins, man. You talk about resilient? Yeah. Like they check in the schedule, like, all right, who's in charge today? Is it mom <laughs> or dad? Do we have to do laundry or no laundry, you know? Um, but, uh, but it, you know, what he's talking about, you know, he goes, he goes fishing. That was the way, yeah. you know, he, he right. And, that, and once again, that was, that was something they recognized and realized that they needed that, that you know, that time uh, type thing. And that's what worked for him. Mm-hmm. And I, once again, it's finding your thing and implementing it and, and staying with it. And it'll work. You just, you, you yeah. chug at it. And not only that, but when you come home and you're just thrown back into everything, it's very overwhelming because when you're deployed, you go overseas and you wake up, you go to work at this time, you work probably a 12 hour shift then some you might go to the gym, you go to chow, and then you shower and you go to bed. It's just this repetitive motion of doing the same things over and over. And then you come home and it's like, I remember getting off the plane and we were in the airport and I had to buy water. And I'm like, I have to buy water? Because for months we got free <laughs> cases of water because they were there for us. So, I mean, and I feel like when I first came home, I don't want to say it was in a depressive state, but that cloudy, foggy state of, like, people want to spend time with you, people want to be around you, but you want to be left alone, but you don't know how to explain it, and they don't understand it, and, like, looking back, it wasn't until a year later whenever I realized that something was really bothering me because I just kept pushing aside, pushing aside, and and I didn't realize that I was affected. I didn't have that time to decompress, and I think for spouses especially, they, you need your spouse needs that that time and space of themselves to get back into a routine and to get out of the mindset of being deployed and being back home, because yeah, like you were saying, you might have been gone a year or nine months or whatever, and you just you always want to be around them. You want to go do stuff with them. You want to go to bed with them. You want to eat breakfast, and then it gets overwhelming, and then you start fighting, and you don't they don't realize how much it affects the person that's trying to come back home and get back in the flow and their routine so I think that's super important and I think dual military and people who have been brought up in the military are have a better understanding but those who don't have that background they don't understand and they're not going to understand if you don't tell them right so and that's why we have stuff like this and we have the services and things like that luckily I'm fortunate enough if something like that was ever happened my wife doesn't like to spend time with me anyway so I wouldn't be an issue um (laughs) I have gone away uh, for trainings for, you know, several months or whatever before and get back and it's like, oh, I miss you, hug, spend an hour with me. She's like, all right, go away. I got stuff to do. That's all I need. (laughs) I'm good. I have all the affection from you that I need and I leave me alone. But yeah, so I'm Specialist Chelsea Baker. And I'm Specialist David Erskine. And we'll catch you in the next episode.